This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, Vibe. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Well, today we're having some kind of recording issues, so I'm a little worried you guys will have to bear with us. Uh, That's the price for uh, continuous episodes, right? So uh, we're going to try risking it on Skype, and who knows how things will work out. But today we are going to talk about Venezuela. Um, Basically, we wanted to kind of have an example of how things kind of can turn for a country and and how things fall apart. like Venezuela went from being one of the wealthiest countries in South America and really one of the more wealthy countries in the world. Um, and they're so rich in natural resources, tons of oil and all kinds of great stuff going on there to a country where people are literally fighting for scraps of food. Um, their economy shrank 18% last year. Unemployment is, you know, they said uh, something like, 25%, but the people who are working are getting nothing, and it's ridiculous. Well, basically, under Chavez, Hugo Chavez was the president, and they were doing all right and reasonable. He was the crazy dictator, and he kept kind of tightening things up more and, and, and bringing things in. But in 2013, Hugo Chavez died, and when he died, Maduro took over. And this is where shit really started to fall apart. Um, 
charismatic, admired. He was like the guy, you know, everybody loved him. And he'd been president since 99. And he had been nationalizing the oil industry and used the profits to fund food subsidies and education, health care. I don't know if you guys remember back, they had that stupid uh, buying oil for Americans. Do you remember that, Kevin? Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. That's, you know, you're like, what the hell? Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. And they were like bragging, you know, hey, socialism's so great. We can't even help out the poor Americans who can't, you know, handle things. Um, and things just kind of started slipping downhill. Uh, about 2014 in January, once Maduro had taken over, um, you started seeing a lot of violence, a lot of food shortages, food scarcity. So things really started to turn because Maduro wasn't using the money to, you know, put back in. It was kind of funding his own happiness, uh, I guess we'll say. And they took, you know, people started taking to the streets in protest and getting angry. Um, they started, government started making more and more cuts. The plummeting oil prices really took a toll in 2014, um, where the cash flow coming in, you know, just didn't really match up. Right. Um, I don't know. Kevin, what are some of the things that really lead to the to the downturn there? Like, how did it all go wrong? Yeah. Well, a lot of people said that this is um, this is what always happens with socialism, and this is socialism's fault. But really, there is a huge uh, a huge part of like it. It was sped up because of their go- the government was so corrupt that yes. all the money they made from the oil coming back into the country didn't go back into refineries and it, you know equipment for for drilling the oil for storage it didn't go to any of that stuff well, that was so that was even kind of right kind of even under Chavez though I mean he was giving the money to the people kind of thing and and which was the idea, you know, when people are like, well, democratic socialism, you know, that that's what hasn't been tried and that's right. what's going to work. And those are the few shining stars that, you know, there are out there is what we keep hearing over and over again. Yeah. Venezuela was one of those. I remember watching uh, Danny Glover. Remember Danny Glover? From yeah. Lethal Weapon? I remember him down there talking to Hugo Chavez about how great their country was and how, you know, equitable it was, but, you know, really, Hugo Chavez kind of just sank their whole economy into the toilet before he uh, before he died, yeah. and kind of left them with a with a shithole, well, and then left it over to Nicolas Maduro, who didn't fix anything. It only got worse under him. Right. I think so what uh, they started doing, what they started doing was they imported two thirds of their food in uh, Venezuela, and when they had lots of oil money coming in, that was no problem. Um, but then they, uh, then they started, uh, the oil prices started dropping, so they didn't have any money coming in. So all the food, um, what they did was they had a national freeze on the prices of food. So the money kept skyrocketing, you know, inflation was, was through the roof and, uh, nobody, and you know, the food was still cheap, but the problem was nobody was selling the food because why the hell would you go out and and do all the work to create food and sell it for free. So nobody did that. 
and they all, uh, you know, they all the farmers and stuff went out of business. Their farms were all seized, and uh, you know they really mismanaged the 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 economy and the money. Minimum wage was paid in uh, one third of it was food vouchers, so a third of your your income was was paid to you by the government in vouchers for food, and then you go to the grocery store and there's no food there. So a third of your money is just gone, and and you can't buy food. You know, there's no food on the on the shelves there. Um. So a bunch of uh, a bunch of um, lawmakers uh, from opposition part uh, parties started uh, running and getting elected, but okay. then they passed any opposition lawmaker couldn't stand for office, and uh, so they just arrested all of them, and. Uh, some of them like took off to Colombia, and then uh, they elected uh, Juan Gardo, um, and sixty countries recognized him as president, but Maduro did not. And so, you know, uh, they started having protests, and the police just started shooting the protesters, running them over, running them over with trucks and whatnot. Sure. And of course, they had no firearms because it's not legal to own a firearm in Venezuela. And so basically what the government says is what goes and nobody can do anything about it because they, uh, uh, they have no, they have no voice. What they say, what they want, that shit matters. As long as, you know, the top politicians are, are still wealthy, then they have, you know, it's going to stay that way. Right. Now I seem to remember Obama running around saying that, that Venezuela was the model. And that we could do America like that, and we'd be great. But it's funny because when I went back through the internet, I couldn't find that anywhere. Yeah, I was trying to find it, and dude, I swear I remember that. I don't know. I swear all this stuff keeps disappearing from the internet. Like you know, you go, you can. It is almost impossible to find on the internet that speech where uh, Rumsfeld said. You know, uh, oh yeah, we lost a trillion dollars or whatever in the Pentagon, and you know, the day before September 11th, right? And, and everybody forgot it, about that. It took me like three hours of searching through YouTube shit to find that, and I'm like, did I imagine it? Is it just gone? <laughs> and you know, I finally found it. It was like buried in another, vi- yeah. like the video said something else. But mm-hmm. if you went through, you were able to, you know, oh, look, he did say that. Mm-hmm. And because I was trying to, you know, prove that to people, you know, it's like, oh, look, the, he said this. What are you talking about? And they're like, that never happened. And, you know, it's one of those. Right. And, and then you go search for it. And you're like, maybe I'm fucking crazy because maybe you did. And but, so this one, I don't know. Maybe Obama never said it. But I'm telling you, that's what I remember. And damn, if I didn't look everywhere. And tried to find it, and I could not. So who knows? But I swear, man, the internet is really changing things. And that's one of the signs that, you know, things. That's kind of back to that animal farm where Mm -hmm. you have the big chalkboard with all the rules, and everybody keeps going back, and they're just, like, erasing it and changing shit. They're like, oh, look, that wasn't a rule. I just thought that. Mm -hmm. I'm probably crazy, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's how it goes, man. Some stuff, like they, they say, nothing ever disappears from the uh, the internet. But I think if you have enough money and you don't make a deal about it, you can do yeah. it. It does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to start whenever crazy shit happens. I'm gonna start have to start saving 
personal files and then re-uploading them, you know? Right, download it, save it. Yep. Yes. So, so really, uh, right now, um, Juan Godot is still in Venezuela, the western okay. end, of the western side of the country, and he's recognized by most countries as being the actual president. But the military is still packing, uh, backing Nicolas Maduro. But I gotta say, like, if you're the president and everybody else in the world sees you as the president, except every person in your country, uh, that's kind of awkward. It's like, yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah, but you're not really the president of shit because you don't have, you don't even have an army. Come on, man. But yeah. um, but yeah. So I mean, not everybody is backing uh, Juan Guaido. Uh, China is still backing Maduro. Russia is still backing Maduro. Iran is still backing Maduro. Um, so there's a couple of, of, of countries that are very pro-democracy that are still backing Maduro. Uh-huh. So you still got some friends out there. But, you know, it's um, they're not the kind of friends that, that send you food for some reason. Because See, those people are, are the still best starving it no, they did just try and send a big container ship with, or sorry, a big tanker with uh, gas. To Venezuela? From Iraq to Venezuela. Uh. Yeah, I didn't know they needed gas, but I guess maybe they don't have the refineries. But I thought actually they did have good refineries. Now, but, uh, the refineries are, yeah, the refineries are, are fucked up now. They're, I mean, they didn't, it is. they didn't update them as it went, as, you know, shit went downhill. And now they're kind of like, you know, kind of dumps, but I read that you can still buy a gallon of gas for about three or four cents, uh, U.S. Oh. currency, which I don't know how Iran, how Iran could make that any cheaper. I mean, three or four cents in, in Venezuela is a lot of fucking money though. Right. That's not, you know, that's not nothing to sneeze at, but it's not a, you know, it's not the crisis there. The crisis is that there's, there's no fucking food. It's not that food's too expensive. There just isn't food. It's not right. there. And, you know, you can't fucking eat gas. Wow. Can't you, though? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I always Earth. think about these sorts of things. When people talk about socialism, and, you know, the basic idea of socialism is a good idea. I like, I like the idea that everybody works hard and helps everybody else out. But the shit just never fucking works out that way. And you always get some asshole at the top that just becomes a dictator and keeps saying he's doing it for the people as he shoots the people and, and you know, uh, runs them over with trucks and has his military arrest uh, anybody that, that opposes him. That's not really for the people anymore. Right. When you come publish papers and say what you want on the, in the papers, that's not, you know, that's not for the people anymore. That's for you. And I'm sure that Nicolas Maduro has caviar and champagne and gets his duck dick sucked by, by, you know, three or four different people every day. Whatever the Is fuck you want. Is that what you, you can do that's when fun. you're a dictator? Yeah, just dick sucking all the time. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm just assuming if I was a dictator, that'd be one of the things <laughs> that I would. I don't know that he's doing that. I'm just saying. You're just saying that's what you would be doing. Yeah, why would you, you want to be a dictator if that's not on the table? Okay. It's good to know, you know. That's now we, we see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. 
And every guy in America, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. only perverts like me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I don't know. Now, actually, see, you're thinking that they fell apart because of the whole dictator and the guy doing whatever he wants and, mm-hmm. and demanding, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Demanding but it turns out. out that the L.A. Times actually got to the bottom of what went wrong in uh, Venezuela. Okay, so tell me what they said. You want to know? Because I'm going oh, yeah. to hook you up there. So it turns out that the Democrat socialist ideas that people are implying led to the downfall of Venezuela mm-hmm. were actually corrupted by the capitalists. Ah, the capitalists. They're the corrupt business practices to crash the oil market for their own greedy profits, which is what undermined Venezuela and their perfect system. Oh, I see. I see. But now Venezuela has all this oil. Okay. One of the rich, as, as far as landmass goes, one of the oil, oil richest countries in the world. And uh, they still are having a hard time making gas because they they fucking <laughs> they sold all their equipment. Basically, they sold all their shit to make quick money. And then we're like, oh wait a minute, now we're now they're all fucked. And there's you know, but I mean, when you have a country like that, and you realize your government's fucked up, and you realize you need to change things, it's it's too late by then. It's too late. There's nothing you can do. Aside of get shot or get run over by a truck, you know, you can stand out there with the sign, but nobody's going to pay attention to you. Nobody that actually matters. Well, there is one thing you can do. If you're an inept, no, I don't want to say inept. Um, I want to say impotent leader like President Juan, how do you say it? Juan Guaido? Yeah. You know? Okay. Juan Guaido. And you're like, hey, I have this country. I'm elected by the people. America has my back. What can I do to get my country back? Mm. Well, there is something you could do. They did try something that didn't see. It didn't really pan out. Well, you know, I feel like there were spies. Is what happened. So oh, there, there is something you yeah, guys may be that. wondering about called Operation Gideon, and it happened on a Sunday morning. May 3rd, 2020, mm-hmm. so very recently. And now I actually posted to the Prepping Badass group a, uh, a um, hang on, my uh, like a short little, uh, yeah, a short little, right? Yeah, so a little, uh, you know, summary thing from some kind of website. I don't know, like, conspiracy times or something or you know who knows but basically i actually have the contracts that godot had signed and they're they're available there you can actually review them now you're gonna like this this guy said hey i will sign a paper now mind you if you make a deal for 212 million Mm dollars you're thinking you'd probably get that notarized but you don't yeah. they don't even have to. It's not it's just no blood thumbprint, nothing. You know, you're mm-hmm. just like, hey. So 
Godot went to a Miami security firm and Silver, said, hey. Right. Silver Corp USA is the name. Silver of Corp. Right. And now the guy who runs this actually, you know, confirms all this. He shared the contract that he has with the president mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So he's right. He's all in. Now, the deal was he would be paid $212 million backed in U.S. dollars, and the deal was backed by oil. Um, And upon basically the overthrow of uh, Maduro. Mm -hmm. Now, what what the deal was, they were actually going to pay $50 million up front. Now... It was not clear in the article I read of whether or not they received that fifty million, but since it happened, I feel like it had to since it was up front, right? That was the deal, right? I mean, that's counting to how upfront works. It's not really um, clear where that money is, though. Yeah, where the fifty million went. Now, I don't think the two hundred and twelve in in full was paid, but fifty million was paid. So sixty six operators will say. Yeah. Now, Landed. before you let's back up one one little bit there, they promised they had three hundred soldiers in training ready to go, but when the t- it came time to actually start the operation, there was only sixty of them. Wait, so, who, who okay, said right. the three hundred? Was this Godot was going to back them up with three no, hundred? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a general that worked for Godot. Okay. But the general also is wanted by the United States for smuggling drugs into the country. And I so feel like this may not like this may be where the betrayal country. happened. Yeah. Right. This may be where the betrayal happened. Now I'm not sure how Godot found this security firm. My guess is there was like an ad in the back of Soldier of Fortune magazine. Oh, no, I will tell you. I'll tell you exactly how it happened. I looked into this. All right. It Richard, wasn't in Soldier of Fortune? No. Richard Branson. Yes. Richard Branson had a huge party for his company in Venezuela on one of those islands. Okay. And they hired, uh, they hired um, Silver Corp USA to do the security. Okay. And as they were working there, they had made some contacts with with uh, uh, Venezuelan, uh, uh, with what's his name, with with Godot, some of the people that worked okay. for Juan Godot, and uh, that's how they got they got to be uh, be friends. It was all Richard Branson's fault. Nice. Well, Richard Branson does kind of go synonymous with crazy and uh... yeah, crazy shit happens when he's around. I don't know. When I, whenever I think of Branson, I always slide it even further and go to that McAfee guy. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, he's such a nut job, man. <laughs> I'm always like, well, there's crazy, and then there's McAfee crazy. Yeah, right. He, yeah. he bought like a whole city, a whole town, hired all these security guards, and has um has uh, maids come to his house and sit in a hammock and poop through the, the ropes in the hammock onto on the McAfee because I guess oh, that's sure. your thing. Yeah. You know, you want to be pooped on by pretty girls. <laughs> if you have that kind of money, you know, you're like, hey, you know what I really want? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they they promised him three hundred soldiers and then only only sixty showed up. So to me, if your whole plan is set up and you don't get this the the military backing that you need that's it. It doesn't work. 
That yeah. means you got to stop and make another plan. They did not think that. So no, they just said, loaded up their boat. Well, some of these guys were Green Berets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you well, know. yeah, like three of them. Yeah, so three Green Berets, that's like an army of 3,000 right there. <laughs> right. I mean, unless, you know, regular soldiers. Unless you get paid $50 million and somehow your your budget is still zero and your yes. boats start running out of out of gasoline before you get to where you're going. Ooh, that's awkward. And then you show up and it turns out that the Maduro government was aware of your arrival and is just sitting there waiting to ambush you the minute you hit the beach. Yeah, and they didn't actually even hit the beach. They were waiting with boats, with, with uh, heavily armed uh, boats. Okay. And, and before they even got to the water, or got to the shore. The whole thing ended badly. Now, the idea was that they were going to go and they were going to uh, capture the, um, the airport there. Uh-huh. And they're going to go over to the presidential palace and take a take. Um, they're going to take Maduro and put him on an airplane and send him out of the country. And that okay. was that was the whole plan. Didn't seem like it was well thought out to me. No, it doesn't. Not when you have sixty guys to do the whole thing, and half of those guys are being paid by Maduro's government to tell them exactly what's going on before it happens. Yeah, that's where it gets awkward. You know, you're like, "Hey, I sh- I can trust these guys," right? And it ends bad. So, anyway, if you are thinking about having maybe a revolution, you may want to choose your bedfellows a little more careful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, hey, teach his own, right? Mm-hmm. Now, so, I don't know. That's it. I just kind of, I, I wanted to kind of showcase how the slippery slope can happen. You know, you go from good intentions. And even though Chavez was an idiot, and, I mean, he started out with reasonable intentions. At least that's how it appeared on the surface. Right. And maybe... He really wanted to end the corruption in the government. Right. And I think he's one of these guys who finds satisfaction in, you know, being the guy who gives you stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm a bigger man because look at me. I'm, I'm taking care of you. I'm feeding you. I'm whatever. Which, you know, in a way that worked out. You know, it was helping the people at the time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was more focused on the immediate instead of the long-term fix future and understanding of what it would take to kind of keep those refineries producing and whatever. And believe it or not, it was kind of his greed once he started messing with all the private companies. Because remember, he was letting the private companies come in and manage manage and handle things initially. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, he was like, no, I'm just taking it over. And that's really when it all started to fall apart. It the thing was, like, when he was kind of leasing the resources mm-hmm. to the companies and then using the money to, you know, prop up his people, mm-hmm. things were actually going pretty smooth. Because basically you were harnessing the power and the income generation of capitalism and then, you know, distributing it with the socialist idea. And that's kind of that hybrid that people seem to, you know, talk about. 
in their fantasies of when it works, even though they're always like, nope, pure cat, pure socialism and, you know, whatever. And they call it democratic socialism. But it's basically use the capitalists as your whipping boy and then, uh, right, you know, take the profits and hand them out so you're the big man, you know, so whatever. But I don't know. Just think about it. Uh, now, I know you guys have been talking about for a long time how you'd like to see some uh, prepping badass uh, gear, maybe some T-shirts, maybe the coffee mug that says, don't give them a fucking inch when you pick it up. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. And then maybe that prepping badass logo on the backside. Uh-huh. So your friends know, you know, hey, that guy, badass. And badass. you're looking at them going, yeah, I ain't giving that motherfucker nothing. He wants some coffee? Nope. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. These uh, there, There's some cool t-shirts. I even put a uh, Uncle Joe Biden shirt up there. So Uncle you guys Joe. might want to check check that out if you're you're supporting Joe Biden. I got a shirt for you. Um, I got uh all kinds of good stuff up there. If but, you do support Joe Biden and you go to get that shirt, you might be disappointed by what you see when you get there and take a look at it. Oh, Kevin, you're killing me. You know, I I bring the disappointment. You know, that's right. So, that's right. That's all. Um, I did see one of you guys uh are starting to get some pictures up in the group. Yeah, Garrett's making me look bad, man. He he posted a bunch of this stuff up there already. And and uh, now we talked about this earlier. Uh, if you guys post, get get your prepping badass gear and right. post it on the Facebook page, we're going to select one of you guys um, for the, uh, the Damascus Steel Bowie knife. Right. Now, if you want to see what this knife looks like, you just got to jump in the Prepping Badass group, and it'll be the first post that comes right up. You're going to see a nice picture of that knife that could be yours. Now, I guess at the moment, it just looks like Garrett is going to be our front runner here, because I know it's not going to be Kevin, because I don't see him. Uh, I'm not even wearing the shirt right now. I just got it the other day. I have to wash it first. I don't feel comfortable putting on a now, new shirt. Did you, and- did you get the coffee mug? Did this I arrive? did not get the coffee mug yet. They did say they were going to ship separate, but they were okay. ordered at the same time. All right. So I'll, we'll see. We'll see how long it takes to get here. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff. Maybe you have to wear a uh, face mask at work. Now, how cool would you be if that face mask had the Prepping Badass logo on there? That's right. Uh, or maybe you're going to the grocery store, pick up a little extra, you know, beans and gravy. Prepping Badass right there. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just saying these are the options available to you. Um, anyway, we actually have a lot of cool stuff on there. And if you do, uh, you know, we'd love to see pictures of you guys. And if you don't want to use to use uh, your pictures in the Facebook ad, just shoot, shoot us a message and be like, hey, I like my privacy and I only want this in the group or whatever. And we'll respect that. But we really want to see, you know, you guys in the gear out there. And we would love to see if you're posting that stuff and, and sharing it. Um, I know, uh, you know, Garrett's already on top of it. Like I said, he's kind of setting the standard and who gets the banner. That's a badass. That's a commitment right there. Yes. Yeah. Somebody, somebody ordered that already. I'm going to have to order one. Fly the freaking prepping badass flag right in my house. Just so everybody knows I'm not fucking around. It might be in his front lawn right now. As far as I know, 
It's probably uh, across his front window, you know. People drive uh, up, mailman, he's, he comes up and, oh. <laughs> See? That's commitment right there. Yeah. Uh, but basically, you know, change your name to kick an ass, I would, right? Mm-hmm. That's right, man. So, anyway, if you love the podcast, you may want to check us out on iTunes. Don't uh, judge our audio and, and uh, quality off uh, this episode. We basically didn't want to let you down by missing a step here, so we wanted to make sure we got this out. But damn if uh, we're not stuck using Skype. So, mm-hmm. you know, things aren't always what they could be, right? Um, yeah, we're having uh, some issues with the recording stuff, so who knows there. But anyway, leave us a review. Tell us, uh, you know, you appreciate it. And I am going to throw out a bonus episode this week from way back and, uh, you know, give you guys some more solid content so you can stay up on your badass listening. Otherwise, stay safe. We'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.